Hey, what's going on, guys? It's JC Sportcast, and we are back on the podcast for you guys today. Um, you guys know we are here for Leafs Talk, episode number 64. Like it keeps going faster and faster, then we're and we're slowly, slowly getting closer, closer to that 100 mark. Um, as you guys know, but of course, we are joined with my dad today, as usual. Dad, how are you today on this Thanksgiving USA, you could say, and, and this Friday? I mean, it's uh, it's been a sports overdose uh, the last couple of days with the Thanksgiving football games yeah. and and all the soccer, the Leafs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, I'm a happy man and uh, hello everyone. Yeah, it's it's a really really great time. Um, but you know, it's 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 in, it's so. Let, I I think we should you know out of respect i think we should start with this for today it's a tough topic um it was totally unexpected too you could say just because you know he was just honored um at a leafs game literally like 2 weeks ago um Borier salming this was released i believe just yesterday if you, if i'm not wrong um sorry just a few days ago and um Borey salming has passed away now you know the Leafs doing the tribute to him, it, it was mostly seen as, you know, Bore thanking, you know, the crowd, you know, the crowd thanking him and, and basically the city, the fans and then every team member, every management member, every former player showing how much they respect him as a player. And it's just not Toronto wide. It's league wide. You've seen the effect after that ceremony that it had all across the league and everyone's talking about it. Um, Bore Salming, you know, RIP and, and and condolences to the family and dad, you know, you, you talked about it. Um, you know, you seen this guy play in, in his prime. And I was just wondering, you know, today if you had, you know, I know you talked about stories in the, in the past about him, but, you know, a lot of great players shared, shared some great stories, just like, you know, Daryl Sittler of how much of a warrior he was. And then Bore was the true definition of a warrior and, and a trailblazer for European NHL stars. You know, it is with, uh, with the heavy, heavy heart, uh, you know, that I talk about Borea, um, you know, back, I guess back then in the era that he played, uh, you know, politically correct or being politically correct wasn't that in the forefront. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, any European player, uh, they had a lot of skill, but yeah. they were considered to be very soft. Uh, if you wanted to throw them off their game, you, you hit them at the beginning of the game and then they would kind of, back away and, and, you know, go away from their game. Um, and so when, you know, Borea Sami, obviously the name, and we, found, you know, found out when I started watching as a young kid, uh, it was in my head that, you know, they're soft. And then I remember uh, there was nothing soft about his game, uh, the way he would hit. Um, I, I honestly, he was the first European or any, you know, foreign player to fight. That yeah. I saw. I'm yeah. sure the others may have fought, but usually they would just kind of, you know, go in. Someone else would come in, and uh, he did not back down. He was a big boy. He was fit. Um, you know, uh, I think, you know, I think he he makes, you know, he he held. I I think he still may have the most assists. So you know, he yeah. you know, he, he was a playmaker. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you know, and what if if there is little solace in the heart that you know that he's gone. I'm glad they were able to honor him and he saw that and he came yeah. and he knew yeah. how much he is loved by the city, uh, the team, uh, with his, uh, you know, teammates there. Uh, at least he got to experience that. And, uh, um, you know, that brings, you know, a little bit of peace 
to 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 the heart. Uh, and and you know a class act by the Toronto Maple Leafs to put that uh, Borea crest on on the yeah, jersey for yeah. the rest of the season. Um, you know, and uh, it's uh, I think uh, you know his family. I'm sure friends, his teammates will really, really appreciate that uh, because uh, what he did uh, in those 16 years that he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs is it's unmatchable and uh, we cannot thank him enough. Yeah, and, and he's a true legend. And, and I think they, you know, if, if players on this team didn't know beforehand, which I don't know how they wouldn't, maybe, you know, guys that just signed here, for example, maybe not not assuming that but now they know and 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 I agree the whole crest was an absolute amazing gesture you know at legends row too they have flowers um at his statue like it, it's it's a sad time um you know because of what he's meant to this franchise and and you know guys that have paved the way for even guys like William Nylander and we'll get into the game today obviously it, it was huge but I think we'll, we'll we'll end off with the uh, RIP to him, um, and then I believe he's got a few kids as well. They're there for his ceremony when he did the puck drop, um, as well as his wife. And then, yeah, it's it's a really sad moment for for the entire NHL. Um, but moving on from that, um, the Leafs, and then and, and you could say you know defenseman injuries. Like I I'm just I I don't know what's going on with this team with injuries, Dad. And and I think I'll ask you like. Does, does this worry you? Because if you think about it, four or I think it's four of their top seven, you could argue, defensemen are injured in, in Morgan Riley, in TJ Brody, in just uh, Jake Muzzin, sorry, and, and in Jordy Ben. He just recently went on IR for a minimum of seven days. Like, I, I'm not even like, I'm so confused to what's happening. And when we learned the whole Morgan Riley, he's going to be out to four to six weeks. Um, But this is really showing what Lily Green and Sandina capable of doing. And so far they've been great players. They've really, really stepped up. Um, and I think you'd agree. And then, you know, there was a trade too, that the Leafs traded for Connor Timmins. Now they traded him for six foot nine, Curtis Douglas, which I'm surprised that's all I took. Um, but Connor Timmins is a guy that they had eyes on because he's a former Sue Greyhound. We talked about it before and he did play for Rasmus Sandy. And I thought, I thought the athletic had a great take on this. You know, why did they, why did they acquire him? Well, it's simple because their top three defensemen are injured. Um, he's great depth. He's a right-handed shot. He's physical. He's a big boy. And he's probably going to fit into the lineup in the coming games because, you know, I think they're just getting him settled in. He just took on practice today, I believe, or yesterday. And he's just fitting in. He wouldn't play. I keep announced he wouldn't play on Minnesota. But they do plan to meet, obviously, this weekend. And then obviously, it's a road trip. So maybe we'll see him start, um, get the chemistry going, maybe put him with Sandine again. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he's a guy that was, he's had some injury problems a little bit. He was in that Darcy Kemper deal. He was an avalanche. He was in that Darcy Kemper deal to send him to Arizona. Um, but I think, you know what, the Leafs have, have the better upside on the player because I don't know if Curtis Douglas is going to be, I mean, the Leafs did trade him. Now he's probably going to turn out to be a, a top six player out of nowhere because that's usually what happens with this team. But I, I really like the trade for the Leafs. They get a defenseman. He's a big boy, and a lot of people have said to bolster that defensive group. And I think they've done a great job. And Dad, I think you agree this is a good trade for Dubis. And if he's going to go out, he's going to go on his guys. And and you know what? I I saw a funny tweet that you know they talk about the all Sue Greyhounds Dubis acquisition team. It's Nick Ritchie, Joe Thornton, and Wayne Simmons. You could say it, it didn't really work out there. Michael Bunting. Jared McCann also, who who actually didn't play for the Leafs. I can't believe they didn't protect him to this day. He would have been a great add to this team. It hurts. Rasmus Sandin, Connor Timmins, Jake Muzzin, Andrew Campbell, and then obviously Jake uh, Jack Campbell and Matt Murray. Um, 
So he he's kind of had his guys along the way. Um, and I think that this is a really good move and, and it's got a, obviously a high upside. And I, dad, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what your takes are on these, these defensemen going down like flies and obviously the trade. You know, the saying, when it rains, it rains, it pours, uh, it's usually for something positive. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, uh, it's, it's, it's the opposite for us as it comes to, you know, our, our defensemen. Um, you know, look, I mean, if, if guys are going down for, you know, two weeks, seven days, for four yeah. weeks, and you've got to bring other guys in, I think it kind of brings the team together. Uh, yeah. They yeah. they figure out different ways to win. So it's not all negative, and, uh, which they've kind of done, uh, you know, in the last, uh, I guess, a week or so, two weeks. Uh, uh, you know, they're finding ways. They're coming back more. I mean, they're running these close one, you know, one goal games. And uh, I think this is what, you know, they need to learn in, in the close, close games in the playoffs. So in a way, honestly, I look at it as a positive that we get these injuries early and yeah. these guys learn so that, you know, if later on in the season uh, something like this happens, these guys are fully prepared uh, to go to battle and they they know exactly what needs to be done and how. Uh, so, you know, I guess it's not all bad. You know, you never want to see any guys injured, but uh, to have that many, uh, you know, it does hurt. But uh, these guys are pulling it through. They're finding ways uh, to, to you know, come together. And, and, and as you said, you know, guys are stepping up. So that really helps. Um, and then, uh, the, you know, the trade, I mean, I think we talked about it uh, um, maybe even the last podcast. We, you know, three players that, you know, we thought yeah, yeah. That they should go after. And, and uh, uh, Connor Timmons was uh, one of them. And uh, I think, uh, you know, when you have history at a young age with another player that you've played with, and then you yeah. get to play together in the NHL, uh, you know, I, I, I honestly believe only good things can happen. Uh, because the comfort levels there, you know, now they're at a different level, you know, earning a little more money, a little more freedom. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and they can work on their game where there's not, you know, they don't need to worry about where the next, you know, rent, rent paychecks going to come or whatever it is and stuff. So, um, and uh, I, so I think, you know, with, with the history, with the, with the, with, with our, you know, with Sandine, uh, I think it's only a good thing. And, and as you said, he's a big boy. Um, you know, and, and I think that's that's what we kind of uh, lack in the back. Uh, I know Hall is a big boy, but, uh, you know, I think uh, with his age being so young, uh, he's going to be a little more hungry. Uh, so I'm uh, looking forward to seeing him, uh, you know, when they bring him into to the lineup. And these two guys have had chemistry. They played on the Sioux Greyhounds together. You, you, like, I agree with you. You don't think that they're excited, man. Like, it's possibly we could be on the same line again. And, and they're way better players than they were probably back then. So this is a really good trade. I really, really like this trade. I think that they're still, if they were, I, I, I know they have that great cap space, which, which is really, really big right now. I'd still get another right-handed shot. And then we'll get into like it's it's frustrating about some of these players on offense. But let's let's leave that for later. Um, but some good news about the Leafs. They ended the New Jersey Devils streak. Now, this is a game that in the first period, Tavares, who's on fire, Mitch Marner got a point. He extended his game to uh, point streak to 14 games in this game, and he also did today for 15. But he gets his goal, and obviously Pontus Holmberg, he gets his first as a Leaf. So there you go. And then, obviously, Dougie Hamilton gets one late in the third, and then the Leafs hang on 2-1. They win. Matt Murray looks stellar. That's not what was the big story come out of this. There's two things. Three goals were called back. Now, okay, 
the third one, let's talk about the third one, the last one that you saw. That's clear kicking motion. That's clear kicking motion. I I I don't know where the disruption was. And I believe it was, you know, okay, one of the goals, I I, I like I think it was Nate Bastion. I I I don't get where the complaints are coming from. Um, you know, some of them that, you know, there's one goal where people are like, oh, but Murray shouldn't have came out of the crease, you know, he got in his way, he, he could have been avoided it. Look, all three of those, I, I listened before I wanted to, you know, say my opinion. I'm like, what what, what are other people saying? Because I think all three are 100% no goals. Jeff Merrick, Ellie Freeman, there should all have been no goals. Steve Dangle's podcast, he talked about it too. Okay, maybe one of them, but you know what? Two of those three were definitely no goals. Like, I, I don't know where the complaints are coming from. All three were no goals. It, it shouldn't have been given. And then the fans just start throwing. So I, I heard that actually one fan threw his hat. As in, like, oh my God, it's a hat trick of no goals allowed. And then people saw that and they start throwing beers, pops, whatever, or pop, well, soda, we say pop here in Canada, but sodas, whatever. Um, and and they, the team even talked about it. Like they had to go off the ice. And and apparently that could have been used against the Devils. Like the Devils are trying to calm the fans down. It could have been a penalty against them in a game where they're only down at the time 2 0, but it was 2 1 final. They could have been. On the power play, on the penalty kill, and you know what? What if the Leafs scored three zero with a few minutes left? Like I, I don't know what these fans are doing. It, it's it's truly a classless act by the fans out there. I know they don't represent all New Jersey Devils fans, but that was completely unnecessary. You know, you literally saw the last one was where it started. He kicked the puck. I, I'm I'm confused where this was coming in. Um, but the Leafs had to go to the back. They had a few players. On the ice, you know, trying to calm it down. The people came out, you know, the cleaners had to clean the ice up, had to grab all the, you know, the cans, the bottles, the cups. Um, but it was just a weird situation. I've never seen that before. And and even Giordano, I've never, he said, I've never been a part of something like that, to be honest. Um, Marner said, I mean, it's full beers. It's dangerous. We're not looking for that. We're not seeing it coming. I dodged a couple. Rasmus almost took one to the head. Like these are full beers coming from who knows how long the you know the the velocity the pressure whatever you want to say, like it's just it was just so weird. And when I was watching this, I'm like, is this really happening right now? Like the Leafs are in the back and then they're trying to protect themselves. And Dad, I'm curious to for your opinion. I know it's going to probably be similar ish um, about the three goals getting called back and and obviously those fans just taking it so personally on a team that's. You know, their team is playing. They're still first in their division, so I'm confused. I get it. You know, three goals called back. You're going to be heated, but that was completely unnecessary based on the fact that those were clear no goals. As you said, classless, classless act by some of the fans that were at the game. I'm sure yeah. it wasn't everybody that was there. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and NHL, you know, I, I, we, we discuss it all the time. They have an opportunity to do the right thing, to take a stand, and they drop the ball every time. you got to call a penalty because this will send a message to every other team, every other fan that's there, that, yeah. hey, we're going to hurt our team. And then you may even have other people in the stands that if they throw and they get a penalty, they may be grabbing them and say, hey, listen, you know what? You know, you, this, you did this. Or point him to the security and then get him kicked out or get him banned. And, you know, they, they needed to call a penalty there because that was, you know, it was dangerous. And you you could yep. see they, they you know it was very close to you know a lot of the players getting hit um, you know luckily the hand eye coordination or the, you know their quickness they they avoided it and they were able to get him to the back but uh, you know just just truly truly classless act uh, I think uh, you know as far as 
you know, the goals being called back, they got it right. And it's yep. got that right. And uh, so, you know, sometimes I think fans, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, the liquor, uh, the <laughs> frustration. Yeah. And anytime there's three goals called back, you know, of course. But, you know, that's why you're there to cheer or boo or, or you know, whatever. But not, you know, to, to stop the game and try to hurt, you know, the, the opponents. And, uh, and and do that. So it's uh, I mean, you know, they they need to you know get some video and and yep. check who these fans are and some charges and stuff like that or some banning. Uh, fans needs to happen to to teach lesson to the rest of them. Otherwise, these kind of situations always turn a little more ugly every time. Yeah, and, and Tavares added, he said it's disappointing. Now, I have the breakdown of the three goals quickly go over it. The first goal is Nathan Bastion. He's clearly in the crease. Like, he's clearly in the crease. The rule, goals should be disallowed if an attacking player, either by position or by contact, impairs the goalie's ability to move freely within his crease or defend his goal. Clearly in the crease. Okay, the second goal, I get the frustration. Tatara's hunting a puck. They say, and Murray's making his way back to the net to play the puck from behind. When the puck struck Murray's stick, deflecting into the empty net, it was waved off. Um, and then the third goal was obviously the kicking one. I mean, maybe the second one is maybe, but to me, that's clearly goalie interference. Like he's out of his crease. He made an attempt at the goalie, and and it was an open net. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, I, I'm just confused. Like, you know, I get it, three goals, and then you're right, you know. The drinks are flowing, whatever, but it was just so weird and just so unnecessary that they reacted like this. And it's a bad look, you know, because they're not going to be like the storyline is going to read New Jersey Devils fan base. It's it's not going to say specific fans. It's going to talk about all the fans. Um, and then that was just a weird, weird situation. Um, really, really mishandled. And you know, there's a lot of funny videos going around where they have Brock Lesnar pinning Undertaker when he beat the streak and they put the, they put the Leafs on Brock and they put the Devils on the Undertaker. It's it's a lot of funny pictures going around. I know a lot of people have seen it. And I, I saw there was a similar situation where in the Vancouver game a pack of gummies was thrown at Elise Pedersen. Now I know it's not as severe as beer cans, but they're like why like and, and that one actually hit him like there should be some action being taken i don't care if it's gummies like you're throwing stuff at players like this is when you have to make a move i agree with you find suspensions from this from the arena because then people are going to think they can get away with it and it's going to get much worse when there's more bad calls because there's 100 percent going to be more bad calls in the league um and they're really really booing and it's funny that you know at the end of the game matthews kind of shot shot a beer can or i, I sorry before they're exiting off, Matthew shot a beer can down the ice. Like it was just a weird situation, but I'm glad they got the win. They ended the streak, and the Leafs move on, obviously to uh, Minnesota. But is there anything before? I, I, yeah, look, you know the kind of season that the Devils are having. This is a black mark put on their season by the fans. Yeah, uh, you know you're having an amazing season. And this is how you're gonna react and then and do this to them. And it takes a toll on the players, it affects their thing. I wouldn't be surprised that if this takes a little bit of a turn and in, in the next few games, because yeah. you know, a lot of the guys are embarrassed, a lot of the guys are gonna be asked about this, a lot of the guys have to answer. And you know, they may say something you know that, that the fans don't like, and then you know, yeah. they're, they're after them. So it's gonna affect uh, sometimes uh, these kind of things really take its toll on teams and uh. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a sad situation. For, honestly, it was uh, terrible, terrible to see. Yeah, it, it was, and I'm glad they got the win and they got out of that building with the win, ending the streak. It, it was a great, great win for the team, and 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 they're looking to bounce back. 
for another for another win, you could say, against the Minnesota Wild. This was weird, too, today. I know it's the Thanksgiving, but I'm surprised they had the Leafs playing at 2 o'clock. Like, it was just a weird situation. England was playing USA in the World Cup. It was just a weird, weird scheduling. And then, you know, Nylander talked about it, too, that, you know, I've seen teddy bears toss, but that was beer cans coming down. It was crazy. And I... I like if I was there, I'd, like if I was on the team, I'd be like, "What is going on?" Like they're throwing stuff, um, and and who knows? Like you know, some people are definitely trying to hit Leafs players. Some people are definitely trying to end the referees. Like I know Leafs and referees, they never, never. I know it may seem like I'm being biased, but there's there's not really any bias towards the Leafs. They always get a few cheap calls in there. Even the game seven, I'm I'm still never gonna get over that. The Justin Holt pick. There's been a lot of shaky calls, and and they got this right. I'm glad they got this right, and then they have a game tonight, or sorry, today against the Minnesota Wild. Um, and the Leafs, you know, it, this this was an interesting game because Minnesota had Ryan Reeves making his debut, but the Leafs start at the end of the first period up two one. Um, it was to I believe it was uh, Zach Ashton Reese and Mitch Marner scoring, um, which was which was a great two one lead to head into the second period. Um, but I think the biggest thing was Cal Yarncroke was playing top six minutes with Mitch Barner and Jonathan Tavares, and and he scored. And I'm glad that he's starting to get it going. He got a goal there. Um, I believe at one point it was 3-2. And then, obviously, you could say the game-winning goal, William Nylander um, scores, and, and, you know, he he was... He talked about what it meant to score that goal, to score that goal, and a lot of people talked about yesterday, too, that the Leafs won 2-1, um, for 21 for Bory Salming. They talked a lot about that. And Nylander got that goal. It was a really, really nice moment. Um, and Murray's 4-0-1 since making that return. Um, he's been really good. The goaltending combined stats for their main goaltenders, which is Murray Samsonov, which is the back, uh, which is the tandem. Sorry, they won. And it's 10-3 and 1. Um, and and they look really good. And man, Matt Murray looked really good. Um, I'll talk about some controversy after, but dad, I think you agree. This is a really good win for the team. They've got a game tomorrow against Pittsburgh and a back-to-back. Um, and, and it should be a great game as well. There's, we'll know who's starting tomorrow. It, it may be Shelgren. It may be Murray. Who knows? Maybe he gets back-to-back, but I, I think you'd agree it's a really good team win tonight. And, um, they, they really needed that. And coming off of the news, I think it was great that William Nealon had that game-winning goal. It was it was just a really, really nice moment for him. And then obviously the patch on the jerseys was a really, really nice ad. You know, it seems like there's so much negative talk today. But again, I know it's the Thanksgiving weekend in the in, in the US, but NHL, the US is playing at 2 o'clock against England in the World Cup of Soccer. You have to adjust your schedule to change it so that those two hours, there's no NHL games. Why would you put games at 2 o'clock <laughs> when you know the whole nation is probably going to be watching the World Cup? Yeah. And, and you know, and they did it again. Like, they, I don't know why they shoot themselves in the foot every single time. Yeah, it's, it's... This, it, 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 you know, and I, I, when you told me, I almost fell off my seat. I said, you're kidding me. And, you know, because I didn't look at it. I, I was expecting an evening game. Well, it's a Friday night. So, you know, I mean, they, you know, I don't know. They, they you know, every time, I guess, they, they, you know, they, they always do this. But um, with, with, you know, uh, with the win for the Leafs, uh, I think we discussed it the last few times that, look, we need other guys to contribute other than the top 
two lines. And, uh, you know, I, what you find in the last three, four games, either the third or the fourth line, they've gotten at least one goal for us, which helps a lot. When you look at overall, it would have been a 3-3 tie going into overtime, and you know uh, oh, our overtime yeah. record. So yeah. what happens? You know, hey, uh, Jack Ashton Reese scores. There, I know it's William Lina that scored the fourth goal, but there's a one goal difference, and that's the third and the fourth line that's contributing, and that's the reason we're winning. And and I think we discussed that, and that's yep. great to see. They get that going. Uh, you know, with our top six, I think you know, uh, you know, we're un- unbeatable out there, and the speed and 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 the skill level. So uh, it's it's great to see. And I was really intrigued with the Cali Yarn Croak. I think this is a great move, but I, I with that depth scoring point that you made, I like that. And 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 this is like I I've this is the game where I've had enough of Alex Kerfoot. I I I I've had enough. One goal, six assists, seven points in 21 games played. He's got one goal in 21 games played. Nicholas Robertson has two goals, three assists, five points, eleven games played. Now you're telling me that what what's the difference between these two players? It's because one makes 3.5 million. And this is why they can't. This is the reason I tell you, I'm telling you right now, this is the reason they will not take him out of the lineup. Because if you take him out of that lineup, what does that do to his trade value? It's already low. It's it's already low the way that he's playing. What is that going to do? What is that going to do to Pierre Engvall's trade value? You have to keep these players in. I'm sorry, Nick Robertson. You're you're going to probably be in and out, in and out, in and out because I, like there there's no way they're not actively trying to trade these players. Three point five million dollars, one goal in twenty one games is completely unacceptable. He has had all the chances in the world. He's played on that top line. He's played on that second line. He's played on the third line. He's played on the fourth line. At one point, does it? You know what? It's not working out. And 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 I, I they have to get rid of him. And he scored a power play goal. And I remember the power play goal he scored. It was on one knee. I forgot against which team it was. It was the second unit. It was just with a few seconds left too. I, I completely forgot. But it was one knee. He just had a completely open goal. Like this, this he's not playing well. His trade value is absolutely probably beyond low. Um, and same with Engvall. I'm I'm really really disappointed in these two players because I've been big on Engvall since he got in with Sheldon Keith. He's a seventh round draft pick. I'm really disappointed because he's six foot six. I find that he's not using his size and Kerfoot too. Like I, I I this was the game where I even tweeted. I said I, I've had enough. You know that this is I, I I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. He got 50 points last year, but this this is it. And Dad, I think you'd agree that you made that point too. That you know maybe the the executives and then and, and the boys up top see 3.5 million dollars. Why would we scratch him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely. I mean, they, I, I, otherwise, I you know I can't explain it. Yeah. Uh, we we've we've discussed it almost three four times now. Uh, so I, I don't want to be, you know, repeating, but I know you, you know, I totally agree with whatever you said just now. And there is, honestly, there's nothing else I can add to it. Come on. Like, you know, just, I don't know, make the change. Everybody else, everything else is going right. You know, yeah, let's, yeah. let's, you know, let's, let's try something, you know, and, and, and see. Yeah, and 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 before we move on to the last thing, Yarncroke, Tavares, and Marner five on five against the Wild, nine to four shot attempts, two to one goals, eighty five percent goals uh, for five to one scoring percentage, uh, five to one scoring chances. It, it was a really good game for that line. I I definitely go back to that, and I just to take out Kerfoot or Engvall next game for Robertson. Send a message because maybe that wakes them up. I believe they scratched Engvall. I, I'm not hundred percent sure. I think he got scratched one game. I'll have to go back and check it. 
Um, but but like it's, it's just ridiculous what's going on right now with these two players. They've got to pick it up, and I think they know that their time is coming to an end. Uh, but lastly, there's something going on with the goalies and 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 goal and and the nets because the the coach, uh, the Wilds coach, Dean Evanson criticized Matt Murray. He said, you can't knock the net off three times and not get anything out of it. It doesn't make any sense. We have offensive time in there, sustained time. We get opportunities. All of a sudden, boom, it's stalled out. It's gone moment or whatever. I understand it's hard to ask the refs. You don't want to yell at the refs all the time, but I don't make sense how a goaltender can knock it off. And there's three times there's no repercussions. Now there's a video you can see, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's genius by Matt Murray. And and some of them look like he's actually doing it on purpose, but some of them looks like what's going on with the goalpost because I don't know if he's watching the same game as this. The same thing happened to Mark Andre Fleury, and and even in, in league wide, you've seen worse where goalies just push the net off. And there is a rule; the refs didn't call it. It didn't seem harmful, but there's been a few games now where that's happened to Murray. Maybe we'll have a talk with him, but I I, I don't know what he's thinking that these comments are gonna do. Um, you know, the fact is that the Leafs were playing with four of their top seven defensemen out. There's no excuses for the Minnesota Wild. They should have won that game. And, and and whatever he's complaining about, I get it. But at the end of the day, that you know, there, there's no reason that should stop your momentum against a team where, you know, Victor Mete's in, um, Justin Hole and Giordano are top pairing. Like, there's no excuses. You should have got it done. And Dan, I think you agree that there's something going on with the goaltender nets. I'm not even sure what's going on, but I've seen a lot of stuff where – it's just getting knocked off. I mean, you know, today it seemed like there was an issue with the with I, I, you know the magnets and then just the the whole uh, structure, you know, uh, and uh, uh, it just uh, because it, it didn't seem like, except maybe the one time uh, that he really, you know, hit it that hard. Like it's got to be able yeah. to take some sort of an impact. You know, he's like as I think the commentator even said that look, he's got to move fast, and the shoulder is gonna hit. But it seems like it, you know it was giving out every time. Yeah. So you know, of course, it looks like oh my god, when it happens that many times, oh he's doing it on purpose. No, you know, then you you know you got to look at it. But you know, these are yeah, you know, it's it, it you'll you'll never see it. You know, stuff like this. I think in Toronto, uh, so some of these cities, whatever you know, where. Hockey isn't uh, on top of their, uh, you know, <laughs> I, you 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 yeah. know you get secondhand help. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, so I mean that that could be something you know that, that that's an issue. But uh, um, you know, call, call is causing a penalty or calling yeah. a penalty isn't going to help. Uh, you know, I think you you need to look at it uh, and and uh, you know league wide and then say yeah. see 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 what's happening and. It, it's just like the same thing happened to Marc-Andre Fleury. And then I see someone re- replying to a tweet, suspension worthy for Matt Murray. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, they're forgetting. It's always a, it's always the just one narrative against the Leafs. There's there's no uh, two ways about it. It's just one narrative. It's always the league is, wants the Leafs to win, which if they wanted them to win, why haven't they won a playoff round yet? Um, But, I mean, you know what? That's the Nets, and and it's not just happening in this game; it's happening league wide. So they've got to look into that. Um, but you know what? The Leafs win a, a two p.m. game. It was a big win, and and it kind of you know now in the evening there's not much to watch. There's a few hockey games obviously on, and then obviously some basketball games. Um, but it, it was a great win, and the and the Leafs will be back tomorrow against Pittsburgh. 
Um, Pittsburgh is, is finally back in a playoff spot. They're starting to pick it up, so it's going to be a big game for them. Um, and I think this is the last time I think they play Pittsburgh this season, which is kind of weird already. But we'll cover that on Tuesday. We'll cover that game for you guys. And then we'll have um, promo school on Thursday and Leafs talk on the following Friday next week, one week from today. But any last words, Dad, for today on the podcast? Leafs get a, some end the streak this week, and then they got a big game um, tomorrow and, and, and a big Thanksgiving win tonight. You know, we started uh, today uh, talking with Borea. I'm going to end it with uh, talking about yeah. Borea Sami. Uh, um, it's, you know, one of your biggest legends on the, you know, in the team history passes away yesterday and uh, the Leafs go on to break a, a massive streak of a great team that's been playing really, really well this season uh, and the score is 2-1. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people don't believe in it, but I honestly believe in stuff like this and it's only fitting, honestly, that, uh, you know, it, that, it, it, you know, he was he wore the number 21 and, yeah. uh, you know, and then we win 2-1 and 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 uh, you know I'm I'm sure wherever he is and and seeing that uh, I'm sure he you know he was he was smiling and uh, you know it's I, I like I said I, I truly believe in, in stuff like this that yeah, these, and... these things just don't happen uh, there's a there's a reason for it and uh, it's only fitting and it's I think it was a great tribute uh, that they broke this you know massive streak that the Devils had and to win it two one uh, for number twenty one Boris yeah, and, and I forgot to add too, that was only half of it. It was also in game 21 um, that that happened. And it, it's just, yeah, it all lines up. Um, but yeah, he, he, he I, that moment, you know, that moment was is a moment that Lee's fans will never forget. An emotional moment that they had at, at Scotiabank Arena. And he deserves that tribute for everything he's done for this team. And, and league-wide, you saw players on the opposing teams emotional too. Like he, he had a big effect on... Not like Swedish players, but not only Swedish players, European players. And he was a big, big, you know, voice in the community. Um, and, and he was, he still is to this day, you know, one of the greatest events and if not the greatest, you could say with, with those stats that he leads in. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was a really, really sad moment. Um, sad news yesterday. And, and I'm glad that the boys got the win tonight with the patch on, you know, do it for Borea. If, if, if that's anything you can do with, this year with that motto do it for Boria, just like the Lakers did it for Kobe. Um, that, that, that would be great to see them win the Stanley cup this year. Um, but that is going to be it for today, guys. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks guys.